It is eight minutes after eight. It's the forum at eight uh, first for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, the Minister of Transport, Minister Joe Maswangani, is expected to hold discussion soon to end the violent standoff between meter taxi operators and Uber drivers. This comes after the minister met with his uh, police counterpart, Minister Figile Balula, last week. Violent clashes between uh, two groups, uh, that is the meter taxi drivers and Uber drivers, have escalated in the last month. An Uber driver whose vehicle was petrol bombed last month, allegedly by meter taxi operators, died on Monday the 17th of July. Maswangani has said that they will amend the law to legalize Uber taxis as they are currently operating illegally. So on the forum at 8 this morning, we want to find out what the real reason is behind this Uber meter taxi driver dispute. Um, why don't meter taxi drivers want Uber and what needs to be done to get them to talk and try and find a lasting solution? And uh, of course, uh, tried our best to get as much representation around the table this morning as we could. The department, we understand they were supposed to meet with uh, both parties on Friday. That meeting didn't happen, but we do understand that they would rather wait until that meeting does transpire before they speak to us. Uh, but we do have this morning Mr. Opas Kosana, uh, who is a, a concerned meter taxi operator here in our Joburg studio. Thanks for coming through this morning, Mr. Skosana. Thank you very much, Sakina. And we also have on the line um, a concerned Uber driver who prefers to remain anonymous. Uh, Thank you so much for your time as well. All right, well, we will try and get uh, back uh, to that particular guest. But uh, we are going to start, of course, with the guest we have with us, Mr. Skosana. Mr. Skosana, I mean, it is very worrying. And personally, I wasn't surprised that this particular situation escalated uh, to the levels to which it did that resulted unfortunately in someone dying because um, it just became total, you know, uh, lawlessness and and indiscriminate uh, act from one place to another by people who felt that they were in the right and others were in the wrong in this particular standoff. But uh, please explain to us some of your frustrations around this situation. Once again, uh, I say thank you, Kamwenda, and thank you to our listeners uh, as well. We we have been uh, talking about this issue now. It's almost three years. And then uh, we see there is no breakthrough into this. And then now it has uh, escalated into a violence. But I'll say maybe even violence is being perpetrated from both sides, not only one side, as it is always perceived on the media that meter taxi people are the ones who are violent. Uh, I'll come here to say this thing, uh, actually this violence started from, I'm sure now from April, I'm not quite sure of the date, 24th, 25th, when one of the meter taxi (coughs) car was tortured in Santin by the Uber drivers. And then from there, two days, two days, two days after that, it went on, it happened at the Eastern Mall, whereby t- two people came into a taxi, a meter taxi guy, and say, no, we want to go to Boxback. So their modus operandi has been going on like that, two people coming into our 
uh, operators and ask for taxis. From there, they stone the taxis, they petrol bomb them. And then it, uh, last month, again, it happened at the park station and at the, uh, what is that, in Bramfontein, where two people again came in, said, no, we want to go to Mayfair. When they come at the Mayfair, they fire at Mayfair, Behind the uh, Garden City uh, Hospital, there is a park there. The driver found that there were many drivers from Uber who were waiting for him at night. The first thing that they did, they spray-papered him. And then while he was still, the, the one that was behind him, and then strangled him against the seat. And then the people came, and then they threw those uh, petrol bombs uh, Again, the same modus operandi happened at uh, Park Station and in Pretoria as well. So this thing has been an ongoing thing. And then we believe that uh, it has been reported only on one side, not on the other side. Why do you think that is the case? Well, the the case, it, it's simple here. Uh, here, Sakina. It's, uh, the, the, it's uh, the what you call the, the meter taxi business. It's now saturated. And then there is an oversupply of uh, from the, the, the meter taxis. And then the, here is Uber, who has brought in thousands and thousands of illegal cars in the very same uh, uh, platform, which is this bread is shrinking. And then people cannot now really make a living out of it. Uh, I wonder whether yesterday you saw one of the Uber driver who says is Andy Le Nobo was saying the very same thing to say they can't make it because th- there are so many in Uber. It's one of those few people which I, I doubt if he's still on the Uber platform today because of the press statement that he made. But that being the case, why are you then behaving in an anti-competitive manner? Um, if that pie is too small, uh, why then is it your responsibility to stop others from accessing that market? That's a good question. <laughs> the question is simple. is here. We are saying, as Mita takes the people, the, we are regulated. Uh, you know, people tend to say, you know, there's no regulation in place. There's an act in place. There's a regulation in place. I, I was happy because uh, I, I had uh, the spokesperson for the Minister of Transport yesterday, Ishmael Minis, was saying, yes, to operate a taxi, you have to be regulated. You have to have uh, an operating license or a permit. But then, that's why I said it's, it's quite interesting question because what are meter taxi people doing? They are simple protecting their territories, simple because the government, it's not doing the duty that they're supposed to be doing by removing the illegal operators on the streets. But there, there, there's, there's another problem here in that people were voting, you know, um, with their money and with their bodies by rather uh, using Uber than using meter taxis. Why do you think that is the case? Well, it is simple. You you know, I I don't want to sound like a politician. I want to sound like I'm a businessman when I'm here. Uh, 
It is very simple because Uber has been so much advertised and they are very fortunate because they've got so many PROs around, even the government officials. Why? Because it's not regulated. They've got cars at Uber. I mean, most of uh, civil servants, even people here around, they've got cars there. So it's one of those popular and the price as well. You mentioned something that about competition. Mm. There is there is no competition there because we are regulated. We are still working with the same price that here around Houghton who agreed with the government that was in 2009. Explain that to us. Yes. How does the regulation determine your pricing structure? The regulation is simple. First of all, we've got what we call uh, meter tax regulation here in Houghton, in Houghton rather. And then, unfortunately, they're not being enforced by the very same law enforcement agencies. There is an act, National Land Transport Act number one, Nine, number five of 2005, which us as meter taxes, we fall under section 66. If you go on section 66, bullet three, it says the minister of transport or the MEC of transport must regulate the fares and then publish that again on the, they have to gazette that on the government gazette to say here are the fares. In, 20, in 2009, before the World Cup, we agreed, we sat down with the Gauteng Provincial Government Department with Transport, and we agreed on the what we call uh, on the price uh, structure kilometers per, uh, per, for meter taxes, and then it was 15 rand 50. So we are so surprised now if they have changed the tune and say we are too expensive. 15.50 per kilometer? Yes. Wow. Yes. We, we've got that uh, in, in writing and we agreed on that. Maybe they were pleasing us because World Cup was around the corner so that we must provide a very good service. And then after that, they didn't come back to us and say, gentlemen, all what you wanted you to reap was because it was the World Cup was coming to South Africa. Now let's go back and maybe and reverse this. They didn't come back. Or up until now, we will hear them and we see them saying a lot of things over the on the on, on the me on the media, the TVs, and all sorts of things. They don't come back to us. Mm. Yes. Unfortunately, we're struggling uh, with our Uber driver there. But um, you spoke to us about some of the experiences of the meter taxi drivers and uh, the treatment meted out by Uber drivers on them. Yes. Um, we've also seen various reports of incidents from passengers who were attacked simply for hailing an Uber or using an Uber. Do you condone that? Look, there's no uh, right-thinking person who can condone violence. We are are saying violence can never be uh, the sole uh, solver of this uh, episode where we are now. But the law enforcement has got to take its responsibility, first of all, by saying, let them remove the uh, unregulated people on the street. Let let them remove the illegal people on the street. But then they they don't do that. So then with the frustration, we lead the masses of people. I've heard one of the spokesperson of uh, Uber was saying it is a small section of meter takes people who are against this. No, we cannot go back and say 
we want to be a, a controlled by one man with his uh, app. If we go to that route, we'll decide after this. But at this stage, we say, no, it's not a small section of people who can say, no, we want to be on the Uber platform. No, definitely we can't do that. But it's, it's about innovation. Um, you're talking about one man with his app. When was the last time there was innovation in the meter taxi space? People are complaining about uh, your vehicle, saying they are old, um, they are sometimes smelly and ugly, and they would prefer to rather get into a newer model Uber where they can even choose whether they want to go more luxurious or not. And surely that is their choice to make. Good good point and a very wrong uh, interpretation of our service. Look, uh, I, I'm not going to talk about myself because I've got a seat last 2014 that is standing in my garage. And I've got the car, even the car that I'm driving. It, it, is, it, it is not true to say meter taxis, people are driving old wrecks. No. Go around and check. You mean it's not entirely true? And definitely, yes, that's what I'm saying. Let but me, there is some truth. That is some truth. Because the same thing with Uber. They're driving around with cars, with dance, no bumpers, nothing. It's a dirty cars. So what we are saying here, let's not compare two things to, that are wrong, apples and bananas, and say it falls into one category. All They are all fruits. But it is not generally to say our cars are dirty, are old, are ragged. No ways. I deny that. And with regard to uh, the pricing issue, you did say it's regulated. But yes. um, again, in these difficult times, uh, the passengers will choose for you know, what works for their pocket at this time. And if it happens to be Uber, why can't they be left to make that choice? The point here is here. It's here, there's one point. This point is, if Uber was regulated, I, I wonder whether you are conversant with what they made in 2015 when they were submitting their submission because they wanted the act to be uh, amended in 2015 when they uh, supplied it to the parliament. There was one issue where Uber is not telling the truth. The issue of uh, what we say, uh, what what do they call it? Uh, I just, uh, I'll I'll come back to it, I'll remember. Uh, It's because if you look at the meter taxes, their prices are rigid. I cannot say to you because it's raining, I'll charge you more. It is at, at night, I'll charge you more. There is, was no truthful in that what they've submitted because they wanted to say, okay, it's fine. They've classified their cars like they've got Uber Black, uh, Uber Black, Uber something and all X mm. and all that. So which is there? Definitely is there in the act. Even the act itself, it is supposed, the act is supposed to say, to, we've got that in the regulation, whereby the cars are classified in their, according to their classes. And then those classes, it's not us as meter taxis who's supposed to say, okay, my car, it's a, it, it falls under class one, class two, class two. It is them, the authorities, who are supposed to classify those cars. But then here, it's a, the loophole here is, I, I want people to understand this. It is not about price. It is about regulation. Where we have been for the consumer, it is about price. 
I'll come back to the consumer. Yes, because they are sympathetic to the <laughs> to the price. And again, let me come back to the price because that's where you are sticking on. You, you know, the Uber price, that it's, it's a fallacy. People cannot make living out of that pricing of 20 rand. I'll give you a, a classical example. You take someone from the park station, it's going to Bramfontein, that is about 20 rand, and Uber takes 20, 25%. The driver is left with 14 rand 50. And then say then the, the, the person, the passenger is down at the park station to enter the park station. Whether you're spending a second, you are paying simple 15 rand. So what, do, what does the driver left with? Why Uber is putting prices, at, at, at the, they cut them to the bone? It's simple. They're in a hurry to make their 25% and nothing else. Once, if they say today they've got seven or 10,000 cars, you must remember here around Gauteng, Gauteng rather, if they have 10, say then 7,000 cars, you must remember if those 7,000 cars in the morning, all of them, they pick up those 20 rand. Uber has got fed something, something maybe like 70 or 100,000 100, rand into their pocket. If they then pick up maybe 20, uh, 20 trips per day, I'm talking about those 20 rand, already they are well above 2 million. By the end of the month, they've got 25 million, which they don't even share that, uh, that money with the drivers. It is their money. Drivers will suffer there. Drivers will take their risk. Drivers will be working mm-hmm. 20 hours a day to make ends meet. With, with that, we have to be fair with that. Those but surely that's their fight. That yes. is their fight with uh, the, the, the people who uh, they need to address it with. You, you, have, you must remember you have no say at Uber. You have seen what happened two weeks when those seven drivers took them to the CCMA because their contention will be to say, we are not employers. But it, it is strange because when they come here, they come and make a lot of noise over the radio. But when they're supposed to address the people that they're saying they're working with, they say, no, we are not employers. You are contractors. If you are a contractor, you must have a say. But unfortunately, all what they do, those pure drivers, is just to switch off the amp. Then they are off. They cannot say anything. Well, we're going to take some calls, 0891-104-208. Also, many messages coming through on this particular matter. We're talking about the standoff between uh, Uber taxi drivers and meter taxi drivers. And uh, we were meant to speak to an Uber taxi driver, unfortunately um, struggling to get through to him. Uh, He did indicate that it was a busy time for him, but uh, we'll see. Maybe someone else who is listening would call in. Uh, We have uh, representing uh, uh, the meter taxi operators, a concerned operator, Opas Kosana. And um, if it all fails, of course, we will come back to this because we need to get government on board and we will make a point of listening to what the Uber drivers are saying. But what are your views? 891 uh, says it will be interesting to know why taxi cabs uh, do not want to use technology. Uh, why do they not want to adapt? Sitima says uh, non-regulation does not mean illegal legal meter taxis are expensive and they cannot dictate our mode of transport ronaldo gomez says um this uh, mr skosana is a liar why would uber attack them they are the ones who attack uber because they say uber is not regulated and then he says they are protecting their territory so he just admitted uh, they are the ones attacking uber 
Banana Republic. Buzwe Bake says if Uber is operating without permit, it's a matter of law taking its course. Meter taxis mustn't behave like vigilantes. Uh, Mumbala says, uh, can the meter taxi operators also develop their own app? Uh, this is the only thing that uh, differentiates Uber. Uh, Simlindile says, uh, why do these meter taxi guys think that they are entitled to our money? Uber is the way to go. Uh, Zakele Mboyane says, your guest is lying through his teeth. Uber drivers uh, connect with customers. They don't need to intimidate. And then uh, Lechafele says, uh, the meter taxis must understand that innovation and competition are part of business. And Atspiwo says, we are not even safe with these meter taxis. We don't know their number plates or their cab drivers, whereas with Uber drivers, they are known to us. So just some of the comments, there are many, many more, and we're going to take some calls. Let's squeeze in at least, um, uh, well, looking at the time, maybe not. Let me read a few more messages. We'll take calls after the news break because it's already uh, 29 uh, after 8. Calvin Mbiza says, uh, even if they can legalize Uber, the meter taxi drivers are just violent. They don't understand business. Zamani Mabunda says, I used Uber and Taxify. Meter taxis are way too expensive. They are unreliable and they are driven by thugs. Um, I've not and I will not use a meter taxi. And uh, Jaden says, meter taxis are too expensive. I was charged 150 rand from Park Station to Malvern. And with Uber, it's only 65 rand. Their charges are just too much. Comrade Jem Kanda Wire says, meter taxis are must upgrade or ship out. Imagine from Santon to Melrose, they charge 300 rand. Uber, 125. So, some of the comments coming through and I'm going to let you, you know, chew on them, let it stew, mull over it uh, whilst we take uh, news headlines and a traffic update. I'll come back, give you an opportunity to respond and then we'll take some calls. Nom Sam up now with the latest news headlines. On the forum at eight this morning, we're discussing the standoff between a meter taxi drivers and Uber drivers. And we ask why don't the meter taxi drivers want Uber and what needs to be done to get them to talk and try and find lasting solutions and been in conversation with Opus Kosana who's a concerned meter taxi operator expressing his views on this particular matter and before the break we took um, uh, a few messages and uh, promised to give Opus an opportunity to respond so uh, what do you say uh, what do you make of people's view of what your industry represents Sakina our industry has been there for a number of years let me start by saying there are some people who are calling us thugs and all. Okay, we'll take those insults because, you know, when you tell, tell the truth and people do, do not understand, they want you to put the truth the way they want it. No, Mr. Skosana. We if can't. you attack yes. passengers, if your drivers attack passengers because for no other reason other than they have opted to use Uber as opposed to one of your members, then that is thuggery. Okay, let me answer that direct. There has been no ever mention of our drivers or operators who have ever attacked passengers. No way. And then we have said it from the beginning. We say You've never heard it? Well, we'll hear that, those stories, but what we have say, we are saying, 
you will never, never, never intimidate uh, customers because customers, they are looking for the, uh, the transport that they believe that it's suitable for their pocket. But they did. So, and they do. And this is part of your problem in that your reputation has taken a knock because of the behavior of some of your members. You, you, you know, I'm still repeating. I'm still saying no passengers has ever and never been attacked. Those stories are those stories that are being fabricated in, in most cases. All what the drivers I do, at, at times I go around and, and, uh, and, and, and watch them. Yes, it is true. They'll only talk to Uber drivers and say, you are not supposed to be here. You are not supposed to come and pick up here. That's all what they Mr. do. Mr. Skosana, you know that is not true. You know it is not a nice conversation about, you. listen, brother, I don't think you should be doing this. You know it has escalated. You know that for a fact. Let me agree with you now because this is where you are driving me. Yes, of course, when there is a fight, there's a fight, I cannot come and talk nice as if I'm proposing. <laughs> I, I have to be firm on what I'm saying well, because we are guided by simple thing on the, on the operating license, the area of operation. Uh, once people can understand that, they will understand the frustration of meter taxi people because on their permit, the annex tells them to say, this is where you're supposed to work. This is where you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. So then... Under those circumstances, yes, definitely, they have to raise their voice. They have to make their voice very, very strong. If I chase you, I say, I don't want you here in my house. I have to make it clear to you to say, I don't want you. You must understand that. I say, move away from here. Well, the question is, is it your house? And do you have the right to actually chase people away from that space? Yes. Is it your responsibility? We, we have a right. Let me answer that. What gives you that right? The, the right that we have is that the paper, the entity is giving us that we call the operating license. That's why I'm talking about the answer. Some of the terms, a layman will never understand them. But you be- cannot be responsible for law enforcement. Yes. If yes. Uber drivers are breaking the law, yes. surely it is not the responsibility of meter taxi drivers to enforce the law. They will enforce it because the people who are supposed No, but you can't. Okay, can you are not law enforcement, you can't. Do you want to listen to me, Sakina? I'm listening. Yes, you have invited me here. Look, the law enforcement agencies are not doing their job. We have said that because most of them, they've got the very same uh, cars that masquerade as taxis in Uber. So they are not doing their job. So with the frustration, people will always take the law into their own hands. Then they are themselves engaging in criminal activity. I put it to you, I understand your frustration if you are saying the law enforcement um, and authorities are not doing their job because they are part of the problem, but that still does not give you or any other meter taxi driver the right to now become law enforcement. Hence I say, Yes, it is not. They, they, don't have, uh, they don't have to enforce law as if it belongs to them. But because the area of operation belongs to them with the frustration, you have seen this all over the world. It is not to say we are not copycatting. Yesterday, the problem was in Spain. 
It is Uber all over the world. Why can't people sit down and say, what is this big problem with Uber? Because this thing is happening all over the world. But fortunately, other countries, the government listen to the operators. They say, Uber, it's either you get regulated or you get out. You see, but here, fortunately, as I say, they find it it's easy because the government is folding their arms. I've never seen any government officials in any of these Western countries who has ever came into the platform and say Uber is the way to go. All right. Yes. Let's take some calls. 0891-104-208. Let's start with Jason, a Johannesburg Uber driver and partner. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Sakin. How are you? Well, and you? I'm so good. And good morning to this guy. Mr. Spasana. Yeah, I've, I've listened to him, like, I've kept it uh, while he was uh, on topic. Uh, to Mrs. Kozana, I've got a, man, a lot of questions to you. We may disagree or agree on it. But what I can say to Mrs. Kozana, like, most of his responses when you ask him, he's confused, you know? And I've got one question. That's the first question to Mrs. Kosana. Mrs. Kosana, are you going to go? Mrs. Kosana, just one second. Mr. Kosana is listening, so you can go ahead with your question. Oh, okay. Talking to him, how many of his members of Mitchell he represents does have the parenting license, the one that he talked about? Yes, sir. Does he know the number of, 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 the, of, the, of, the, of his members that they got the, the permit? And the second question, they calling themselves Mr. Texas. You may go to Sanchin, you may go to Park Station, wherever. You get the VW Golf. No, Mr. No, it's not Mr. But they call themselves Mr. Texas. Three, to Mr. Kosana. He's actually not a black. Okay. Jason, uh, the signal not too great there. You're breaking up, but I think uh, those few we will put to Mr. Skasana. Thanks for your call. Zanele in Johannesburg, good morning. Morning, Sakina. The one thing that the Nietzsche taxi drivers are not realizing is that they've been caught off guard. Basically, this is a business thing. It's competition. Uber is doing better what they've been doing for years, and they have been minting it. So also, one thing that has happened is you have a completely different market, one that would never think of using a meter taxi that is now using Uber. Example, prime example, I go visit a friend, younger sister, who is about 20, doesn't have a car, is walking out. She says, no, I'm going to the shops. I'm taking an Uber. She gets into the Uber. She goes to the shop. As I'm walking out, there she is. She's got her parcel. She's back home. Now you've given independence to young women who don't have cars at that point in time because she's still a student. So now she has independence. She can go absolutely everywhere. It's opened up markets. It's affordable. It's time that the Mexi taxi drivers realize their service is a dinosaur service. They haven't done anything. And he said, like, this has taken three years. In that three years, what have they done to make sure that they turn around their business? This is how it works. You either adopt or you die. Okay. Let's, let's have something happening there. They've been disrupted. Tough. <laughs> it's time they move on. All right. That's Anele in Johannesburg. Shahida in Durban. Good morning. Uh, hello. There's just one thing I want to comment. I mean, for time constraints, the one is the so-called metered taxis are absolutely filthy. 
I travel a lot to Johannesburg. I don't ever take those taxis again, only because they are filthy and they're smelly and really, you know, I'd much rather now take an Uber or I get the hotel to come and pick me up. Thank you. Thanks so much, Shaida. Alton in Johannesburg, good morning. Hello, Sakina, how are you? Well, and you? Thanks, ma'am. Sakina, I'm an Uber partner. I'm an Uber driver partner. Listen, uh, what Mr. Scotanas was saying there is nonsensical. Because when he was saying our riders have been not attacked, he's lying. They attacked my client right in front of the police. They're in Houghton Station something. So what he's saying is lying. And let me tell you, Sakina, one thing. What, why the Nikasiki, they don't want to get involved and work with Uber. The very thing, there is a process there at Uber. The first thing, you must go a ground check, the ground check. And the ground check, it includes, you must be, your fingerprints must be checked. Both of the guys of Nikasiki, they are most wanted because they have been committing serious corruption outside. And I can tell you, they can't. Out of 20, only two or three of them will be allowed to, to, to drive for Uber. So that's why they are fighting so much. I'm asking Mr. Skosana there, how many cars they, of their of the, the, the cars went to testing stations? Because you find an old Crisida, old Crisida, and you want to tell me that Crisida has got permit. I've got a permit myself. Not all Uber, Uber cars doesn't have permit. We've got permit. So... Imagine that generalize this matter. But my question to Mr. Skosana, why are you banning our cars, assaulting us, while the cars belong to us? This is not an Uber car. I'm a partner to Uber, but I'm your brother. We are brothers, guys. Why are we fighting so much? Because mm-hmm. let, me tell, let me tell you something. 70% of our clients, they, are, they never used to permit a taxi before. So, which kind you are talking about? Because you are harassing our people. So, please, guys, we are, this, is the, this fight is a black against black. So, tell me, if you are going to interact to you, Mr. Kosana, it's going to be a bloodshed. And it's not because you are afraid of fighting you. Mm. We are still young. But, but, but listen, Elton, listen, I think that is exactly what everybody is concerned about. One person yes. has already died. Now you yes. talking about bloodshed. How do we end this? It can't carry on like this. And it doesn't matter who started it. The point is we cannot carry on like this. You can't continue to put the lives of drivers and passengers at risk because the parties cannot come to some form of agreement or, you know, at least decide on a certain uh, manner of behavior in this regard. So how do we resolve this, Elton? Okay, okay. Sakina, the issue here, what Mr. Kosana was claiming is because because let me say, let me say, if I, I come out with a with a pen, and they are not going to assault me, and they are not going to harass my client, because they are saying they are tenants. If we can organize the tenants of all these these drivers, so what they are going to what is going to be next? Because they are hiding behind the tenants issue, of which some of us and majority of us we got tenants. So 
One thing for sure that I can guarantee you, the panic issue is just, is just, is just, something, is just a, something that they try to fight us. Because if we can go to, to, to Mr. City and ask them penny, they don't have penny. Okay. So, yes. So what people I want to try and to advise Mr. Skosana, Mr. Skosana, please, my brother, let's try and get a common ground to resolve this matter. Because this matter, let me tell you something. We are going to die for nothing. Because after, after me killing me or killing you, you, you are not going to get anything. So please, brother, let's cooperate. Let's work together. I'm not saying, uh, even though you can, we can go away from this, those lines, if we do it, Uber can bend in South Africa. You'll never get those lines. Because they, they have seen your behavior before. You are behaving very strange, Mr. Kosana. Please, guys, let's work together. Thank you, Sakina. Thanks. Uh, Elton, um, Akona is in Randburg. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? Great. Sakina, I think um, the microtechnology industry has either two, uh, I mean, one of two things to do. It's either they can close up shop or they can try to innovate something that will make sure that they are competitive in the industry. Because Uber outsmarted them, outclienteded them, outfutured them, outtechniqued them. They have nothing to, to, to gain anymore by continuing with violence. It's either they close up shop or find some better motivation or uh, innovation rather. Thank you so yes. much. A corner. Um, well, Mr. Skosana, quite a bit to respond to there. You know, it's a pity, Sakina. I thought that Altin is talking sense. But then at times to glorify an idiot, it's not right. Because he talks, he, 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 he talks the words that, that uh, calculates to annoy and perpetrate the violence. So I'm, I'll rather not answer him that one. I'll just put him aside. Which, which part of his sentiment annoyed and irritated you? The, the part when he talks about violence. You know, once you start violence, you can't stop violence. It's not easy to stop violence because you know how to start it. But to stop it, you know, you can sit here as an armchair critic but then when we come and use violence, we can use anything, but not for him, like he says, no, they are not afraid of us and all that. It is very unfortunate, those words. But all in all, what he's saying, he's just protecting his business. There he's right because he finds himself working here and says, saying a lot of things like we cannot get to those customers. Yes, of course. We are not saying we want Uber customers because our customers, here's the story. We still have keep our customers. Like myself, when I'm sitting here, I'm dealing with very big corporates. Why? Because they know my behavior, not the one that they hear and read over uh, on the newspaper and all that, you, you see. So our members, we have members. We have calculated. There was a question of members to say, do we know our membership? Yes, of course, we do have members because we are associations. In association, we talk and deal with memberships. I'm not, I'm not sitting here because I have appointed myself. I'm having a mandate from the masses on the ground. When the masses say this, this go and do this, I'll definitely do this. I'll only advise them as a leader to say, but this is the wrong route. Let's take this route. This is how it works in the, in the taxis. 
Let me bring in Teresa Munich, who is um, from the movement, and uh, they represent some Uber drivers and also Taxify. Teresa, good morning, and thanks for joining us. Um, yes, hi. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I was supposed to be a studio guest, um, so unfortunately I do have quite a large contribution and we're kind of running out of time. So please go um, for it. Okay. First of all, Mr. Skosana and I were in an interview the other evening, and I'd like to say he's hugely knowledgeable about the Land Transport Act, and, you know, I have um, a lot of respect for him, as he knows, in that regard. Um, the, the issue here is the violence, you know, and as much as um, you can say there's not violence, um, even last night there was uh, someone, a friend of mine, who was getting into an Uber car plane in Santon, and uh, they were intimidated with a gun. Um, so, you know, I have a big problem with, like, the lawlessness. Um, and, you know, Mr. Skosana did bring up the other day as well that uh, there have been some uh, violence uh, from Uber and Taxify drivers towards taxi drivers. Now, the thing is, I just feel that it should be the same rules apply for both. There should be zero tolerance for uh, for intimidation. Police should be, um, you know, visible policing. Um, And the same rules should apply, and equally with permits. I mean, people have brought up this morning that a lot of media taxis also don't have permits. So... um, you know, that's that's the one big point I'd like to get across. Um, the other thing is, you know, I just think that this violence is tarnishing the image of, of you know, South Africa as a peaceful nation. I think it's probably damaging tourism. Um, and also, at the end of the day, it's really not, um, you know, endearing, endearing any of the public towards meter taxis. So, um, no, you isn't. know, I'd really like to... Uh, appeal to Mr. Skosana and and the meter taxis. You know, I've suggested that that we could possibly sit down together because you know I don't think anyone's winning. I don't think you know. I don't think they're winning and I don't think we're winning. I don't think so. And I think you've put your finger on something there because at the moment, personally, I wouldn't take a meter taxi and I wouldn't take an Uber and I would not have my children use them either uh, because of uh, the stories, the anecdotes that one hears. Uh, So for me, it would be about safety first. So it's a lose-lose situation in this instance. But Teresa, what about regulation and um, the role that government has to play here? Um, You heard Mr. Skosana say they have to uh, abide by certain rules and regulations that uh, the Uber Taxify guys don't. Okay, well, um, recently the Minister of Police and uh, Minister of Transport did announce that um, Uber would be subject to the same regulations. Um, there is um, an amended um, bill in Parliament uh, for e-hailing. However, I'm not quite sure, you know, as I mentioned to Mr. Skusana the other day, I'm not, um, with, I'm not an official with Uber, so unfortunately I can't really um, comment on that. Um, however, you know, this is what was said, that both sides will be regulated. Um, and as I said before, I think it will impact on both sides because uh, recently um, cars were being impounded for not having permits and there were a lot of metered taxis that were impounded as well.
Mm. And I hear um, many saying that uh, the meter taxi industry, uh, the drivers, they have been caught napping. Uh, but I think government has equally been caught napping um, in this situation uh, because I think they were overtaken by the events and uh, found themselves spectators uh, like the, uh, the the rest of us in the country. But something needs to happen sooner rather than later. Let me read more of those messages. Uh, Tahir Randari says, uh, most, if not all of the messages so far are pro-Uber. How can the meter taxis not understand that times are changing? Sammy says uh, you should uh, be taking issue with Ismail Vadi and the Minister of Transport. Meter taxi drivers aren't the ones to blame. Jonathan Erasmus says we wouldn't hold a show defending buying pirated music or stolen goods by cash-tight consumers. Uber is convenient, but it is illegal. Edward Timber says um, they might have a valid point, but your guess is offline on this. Um, Theo says, uh, should pick and pay attack Woolworths because of the choice of consumers? And uh, Time Traveler says, I can only understand that Uber must be regulated. Other reasons that the meter taxi drivers are putting forward are just absurd. Ralph says, your guest is being untruthful. I was intimidated last week at Pretoria Gau train when I was waiting for an Uber. Wilmarie Pekir says, SK, uh, love the forum date discussion. Yes, meter taxis do not do enough. Um, as a partially sighted person, I would prefer more convenience. Uh, Tumi says, Opa is addressing the wrong issue. Meter taxis are expensive and unsafe. No one knows the drivers. And adds Sitole says, how is it possible for meter taxis to study uh, Uber's operations from every angle uh, like your guest has and still not upgrade the service that they offer? Innocentia says, I agree with Mr. Skosana, though the pie is getting smaller, options for modes of transport are increasing. And um, Koza Irvin says, competition is needed in this industry. I welcome Uber and I agree that Uber needs to be regulated. Dilega says, uh, people prefer Uber. They have freedom to choose. Meet a taxi. You must up your game and stop moaning. And uh, the other Africa says, your meet a taxi guy sounds too glib. He lies his way through the program. Uh, who gives him the right to interfere with Uber? Duduzi Kumalo says, why can't meet a taxi cabs engage with Uber and transform themselves into innovative Uber systems? And uh, despicable me, um, they need to uh, create their own app. Restricting and resisting change is only going to make things worse. And a final one from Dr. Zolani Ziega says, uh, we really want to support our black meter taxi drivers, but the fact remains we don't always get value for money. Their cars are dirty and not serviced. You heard that from Shahida and many others mentioning that fact. So clearly people are not dreaming this up. And even if they are, perceptions are all powerful. So what do you say to that, Mr. Skosan? <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, I'll start with someone who has given me some accolades. I'm sure she just developed some, uh, if ever she's listening, Teresa, she developed some uh, cold feet <laughs> to come to be in the studio with me. So Why would she? Well, she knows very well to say at times I'm paralyzed her because she knows that I'm, I'm well vested with this act. But nevertheless, uh, it, it's just to say, listening to all this, yes, 
listening to say the innovation has overtaken us and all that, and uh, you made mention to say even the government. But this thing has been in the public domain since uh, 2015 when Uber started submitting their amendments to the Act. The only problem that prevented this uh, Uber to be legalized, it's the way Uber wanted this uh, Act to be changed because they wanted the Act to, to be changed in just to suit them. Like the e-hailing system, they wanted to say they should be Uber e-hailing system, which is wrong because they were again closing the competition to all, all, all those people like ourselves when you say we want to come with our own app, you see. So it, 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 it is not a, a win-win situation here because hence we are saying as Meta Texas, we welcome uh, challenges, we welcome changes, but those changes and the government must play a very important role. And we have been saying to them, MEC Vadi, we have been knocking at the door. So MEC Vadi, again, we have to include the MEC of safety and security because those are the people that are involved. But only to find that this story becomes a one-sided story. Every time they will be giving Uber preferential treatment. The government, you say? Yes. Okay. That that is not a secret. I'll park it there because we will bring them in so that they can give us their side of this particular matter as well. Uh, Teresa, um, your parting shot for us? Okay. Well, I have two very important points. First of all, I'd really like the public not to be scared of using Uber. Um, You know, I think that is part of the tactic. And, you know, as long as um, there are certain hotspots that are, you know, known to be a bit more dangerous, but if people can work... If people could work with their drivers and organize, you know, a safe uh, pick-up or drop-off point. Um, so, you know, if there's a lot of meter taxis, that's not a good idea to call an Uber right there. But certainly, you know, for the most part, it is very safe to catch an Uber. Um, and then my other point, which Mrs. Um, Kusana knows very well, is, is that I'm saying, you know, the drivers, the Uber drivers are the ones that are are being beaten and bashed and burnt, and they're just drivers. They have nothing to do with policymaking. They have nothing to do with pricing. And, you know, it's their fellow brothers and sisters. And on a 20-rand trip, if someone's just an Uber driver, they're getting five rand. So they're risking their life for five rand, and we're just appealing, please, Please, any meter taxis that are listening, I mean, it's just really, um, you you know, your anger is misplaced. Well, Teresa, we'll leave it there. Teresa Munich and Mr. Opas Kosana, thanks for your time this morning. And for everybody else who participated as well, this one far from over, and we will have follow-up discussions, including with the Minister of Transport and perhaps the Minister of Police as well. And that's where we're going to leave it. Thank you so much. It's uh, just after nine, time for the latest news with Nomsan Luli.